Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we are going to talk with someone who is very successful with his business, which is growing by leaps and bounds all the time. And so please join me in welcoming Bryce Henson to our program today. Welcome, Bryce. How are you doing today? Deb, I am fantastic. Love your energy. Super excited to be on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Perfect. You know, and, and as we're recording this, it's the end of the day on Friday. So, you know, we're ready to, to rock it for the weekend, right? Yep. We got to let loose a little bit. I know. I know. Well, let me tell people a little bit about you and then we will jump into this. So Bryce Henson is the CEO of Fit Body Boot Camp, the world's fastest growing fitness boot camp franchise. Having nearly 20 years of fitness business experience and owning his own Fit Body location, his passion is spreading fitness to the world through business coaching. Through Fit Body Boot Camps, that's tricky to say, Fit Body Boot Camps Worldwide Growth, Bryce has overseen hundreds of gyms successfully launched throughout North America. Most importantly, he helps his franchise partners grow their profits while helping to offset the obesity epidemic, which is, of course, so important to be doing. He enjoys world travel and is a fitness expert, coach, author, and inspirational leader. So again, Bryce, welcome. Yeah, thank you so much. You made me sound larger than life. I'm just a regular guy that loves fitness and here to chat with you. So very excited to dig in. I love it. We are going to have so much fun. So, you know, I always like knowing from my guests how it is that they got to where they are today. So how did you discover that this is your passion in life, at least for right now? Yeah, that's, well, it's evolution, but mm -hmm. um, 
I grew, we talked a little bit offline originally mm-hmm. from the South, but I moved mm-hmm. to Michigan for mm-hmm. high school and college. And okay. I wasn't a fit guy by any stretch of the ah. imagination. In fact, fast food and specifically Taco Bell was a staple on my diet for years and years, mm-hmm. primarily mm-hmm. for two reasons. Number one, uh, my family comes from humble beginnings for first world standards. So we used okay. to run out of money before we used to right. run out of a month. And mm-hmm. fast food's uh, at least a more affordable option mm-hmm. on the front end. Mm-hmm. It has its consequences in right. the back end. But aside from that, also the Midwest. Midwest is an amazing place, uh, salt of the earth people. But I think mm-hmm. one thing that we can agree on, mm-hmm. not the fitness capital of the world. So that was my environment, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. But then I graduated, put myself through school. I went to mm-hmm. Michigan State. And um, after I graduated, I got an internship, which turned into a sales gig. Okay. And I was I moved out to California, 3,000 mm-hmm. miles from home. I was excited to be in LA, the mm-hmm. palm trees, the blue skies, mm-hmm. the beaches. Mm-hmm. But also LA could be the plastic capital of the world when you're 21 years young. Right. You don't mm-hmm. have a friend connection. Mm-hmm. You have very little professional skills mm-hmm. to offer the world. Um, you're not fit. I certainly didn't have mm-hmm. enthusiasm, excitement, and mm-hmm. confidence, which I do now. But really, real, uh, when you break it down, Deb, I just didn't have fitness in my life. And mm-hmm. candidly, I, I couldn't say that I was uh, obese. However, right. um, I was 20 pounds overweight, very okay. little muscle on my body, and um, lived that way for a couple of mm-hmm. years after my move. But mm-hmm. um, I guess I'll... Uh, finish here at the foundation of how I got mm-hmm. fit and a fortuitous situation happened. One of my best friends from college moved out West and we decided mm-hmm. to live together. And his mm-hmm. name was Adam. He was my first fitness mentor. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of months, I finally mustered up enough courage mm-hmm. to say, Adam, can you teach me a little about this right. fitness thing? Mm-hmm. And he turned to me and said, Bryce, I thought you'd never ask. He was waiting, but he was smart <laughs> enough to know not to try to, to force it onto you. That is it, like a good coach as well mm-hmm. and a good mentor. Right. And after he said that, the other amazing thing he said, mm-hmm. he's like, Bryce, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my mm-hmm. time. I will help you, mm-hmm. but I need you to commit for 90 days that you're going to do what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. You're going to train how I want you to train. You're mm-hmm. going to eat how I want you to eat. And then after the 90 days, mm-hmm. if this is not for you, no problem. Mm-hmm. But if it is, then your your life mm-hmm. will change and off we go. And I'm so glad he made me commit to that mm-hmm. 90 days because let's face it, whether you're starting a new business or mm-hmm. a new fitness regimen or anything new mm-hmm. in life, the initial point is always challenging. And right. I remember those first few weeks, um, you know, my I couldn't even um, walk barely. I couldn't even sit on the toilet because <laughs> right. I was, was so sore. Because we all know no pain, no gain. <laughs> Especially if you hadn't worked out rigorously mm-hmm. for a right. long time previously. Mm-hmm. So, but I put one foot in front of the other. I followed mm-hmm. his coaching, and one week turned to two, two mm-hmm. to three. And before you know it, after the 90 days, was mm-hmm. I Arnold Schwarzenegger looking physique? No. Mm-hmm. However, um, in the famous words of Tony Robbins, progress equals motivation. And right. within 90 days, I saw some progress. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. stayed motivated, it created even more motivation. Mm-hmm. And I ended up training with him for a period of about two years, but really six months hyper focused. Mm-hmm. I dropped 20 pounds of body fat, mm-hmm. put on 20 pounds lean muscle. Mm -hmm. Uh, But way more importantly, it changed my life. It gave me more energy and confidence, Mm -hmm. enthusiasm. In fact, I was in the sales career or sales industry and I was went from the least performing sales rep in the company all the way to the highest performing sales rep of the company, Deb, Mm -hmm. and one thing changed and one thing only, and it was my fitness. And Mm -hmm. that gave me so much confidence. And that Mm -hmm. really was what laid the foundation Mm -hmm. for me to be very enthusiastic and excited Mm -hmm. about the industry and wanted me to explore it professionally. Okay. So when did you get into the fitness industry? So this transformation story I just shared with you is in early 2007. So the Mm -hmm. time of recording, can't have even believe, uh, well over a decade and a half ago. And uh, I trained um, and started living a healthy and fit life for the better part of a few years. Mm -hmm. And in 2010, um, 
I will never forget someone walked up to me at the gym. This is after, you know, being fit for a few years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, Hey, I want to introduce myself mm-hmm. to you. I see how you train. I'm curious how you eat. You're in great shape. I would love to learn from you. Mm-hmm. And Deb, that was the first time a light bulb oh, in my mind okay. that, Oh shoot, maybe I can give this mm-hmm. gift of fit- fitness back to others. And that was, I guess what led me to become a certified personal mm-hmm. trainer. And then a couple of years later, I found the Fit Body Bootcamp model as a franchise. Mm-hmm. And while I'm the CEO of the business, I'm not the founder. Um, the founder is a gentleman named Bedros Koulian, who's a longtime dear friend. He's a mm-hmm. business coach and mentor and also a business partner of, me, of mm-hmm. mine to this day. And um, I started learning a little bit about this franchise called Fit Body. And mm-hmm. that was when I kind of put things in motion, which mm-hmm. eventually I did the scariest thing I possibly could do. But in the summer of 2012, after doing my diligence and research and passing the application process, I put my life savings to this little dream of opening mm-hmm. a fitness studio. And mm-hmm. that's what really um, catapulted my career mm-hmm. within the fitness space professionally. Right. Yeah. And, and you said something that I think is so incredibly important, and that is you know, the, the relationship of the coach or the mentor and the mentee, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of like, you know, somebody who, you know, obviously you deal with people who overeat, but it's also people maybe who, who drink too much Mm -hmm. until they want to stop. They're not going to stop. And, you know, you can coach them in, you yell at them, you do all of that, but that doesn't get them going. You know, it might, it might get them to do something, you know, short term, but when you serve more as that mentor and really helping them guide through it, and as you said, decide to do it on your, on their own, that's when the change is going to happen. Ooh, that is spoken like a true coach, Deb. And I use this framework that I think about good coaching and and good mentorship with that mentee and mentor relationship. Mm -hmm. And it's the difference between a lighthouse and a tugboat. Mm -hmm. And both the lighthouse and the tugboat, the objective is to get ships away from the harbor into the shore safely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But a tugboat is there pushing and grunting and groaning and just trying to force that Mm -hmm. where the lighthouse is standing proud with, you know, lighting beams Mm -hmm. and really just being the example. Mm -hmm. um, And also the visibility and Mm -hmm. the light. So that way boats can see and enter into the harbor. And I think that's a really great analogy for Mm -hmm. a good coach and a good mentor Mm -hmm. within that relationship. Right. Yeah. And, and with the tug, a lot of times you have no choice. You're, you're pushed where they want to push you, which is, you know, sometimes not good. Um, but with the lighthouse, you are choosing to do this or not do this. And that's where the long-term sustainability is because, you know, to your point, um, you know, yes, uh, we offer uh, fitness and fat loss results mm-hmm. in the, the company that I, I work, uh, Fit Body Bootcamp, that I support. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's not about getting a 90-day result right. and saying, okay, great. I dropped mm-hmm. 15, 20 pounds. I look and feel better. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Congrats. But this is about a long-term sustainable mm-hmm. approach. Right. So to your Otherwise, point- Otherwise, they're going to go back to those bad habits. Totally. And using mm-hmm. that analogy, that tugboat, yeah, you can mm-hmm. force someone to change mm-hmm. for 90 days, but eventually if you're not just being there, the lighthouse, that mm-hmm. guide, and if they don't have buy-in in that transformation mm-hmm. journey, um, then they're going to go back to your point. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and, and that's, it's, it doesn't matter what it is. The analogy is the same, you know, whether it's business, whether it's learning any of those things, you know, Anything. we, we have to want to do it. And I think one of the really important things is funny. We were talking a little bit of college sports right before we started. And, you know, I think it's so important that people do have coaches. 
you know, I, we try and go on our own and, and, you know, sometimes sure, somebody gets lucky and they're successful. But, you know, when you look at even the superstars, you know, Michael Jordan had coaches, you know, I'm from Colorado, Peyton Manning and John Elway had coaches, um, you know, and, and they had a variety of them. You know, they had fitness coaches, they had health coaches, they had, you know, obviously quarterback coaches and, and things mm-hmm. like that. But you always see that when someone is incredibly successful, they have coaches. And I think that's so important to remember if you're in business is who can you find to support you? Amen to that. And it's even unpacked it a little further from my mm-hmm. lens. They're so important for two primary reasons. Mm-hmm. Number one, a coach gives you a blueprint, a guide mm-hmm. to follow. Mm-hmm. Again, using that lighthouse analogy, mm-hmm. which is really important. Um, so it provides us a service as a guide. Mm-hmm. The second thing that a coach does it holds you accountable because let's face mm-hmm. it, Deb, and you're if you're listening to this or watching this, you know this to be true. Mm-hmm. And this is factory installed in human nature. Mm-hmm. As humans, we are more likely to disappoint ourselves right. than we are to disappoint others. Oh, yeah. You know, we just go on to something else, but we don't want to tell somebody, especially somebody we admire and respect, Ooh. screwed up. And that's the, that, I mean, there's many other value points, but when I, when I look at coaching for that exact reason, and that's an incredible example mm-hmm. of professional sport athletes, Michael mm-hmm. Jordan, you know, Kobe Brown, whomever the case may be, mm-hmm. um, we all need coaches to get better. And mm-hmm. I, I couldn't be more aligned. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, the, we're, the superstars really do have coaches, folks. I mean, Tiger Woods talks about his coaches all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and I think the, the important thing about the coach and mentor, you know, however it is, is they are looking at us with hopefully an unbiased view, you know, and, and, and we don't like to admit that we have flaws, that we have things that, you know, we aren't perfect. And either that or we admit it and we're so hard on ourselves that then we can't overcome it. And it's the role of the coach to say, okay, this needs work. What are we going to do? Totally. Okay, we're done. No more program. <laughs> Mike is dropped, Deb. Mike is dropped. <laughs> um, I love it. Well, you know, I, I mentioned that that you are the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, and it is mm-hmm. a franchise. So, how many do you have as as of the recording? So we have a few hundred in North America. Okay. Um, we expanded quite quite a bit, as you would mm-hmm. imagine. COVID it was not kind, but mm-hmm. uh, thankfully, uh, the last year and a half, and we're mm-hmm. shooting this in you know mid two thousand twenty three. Mm-hmm. Um, the last eighteen months has been a big rebound, which has been really inspiring. Everybody got fat. <laughs> Let's just you know, and well, and really develop bad habits. <laughs> uh, that is true. Mm-hmm. I, when you're when I was in uh, freshman in college, they called it the freshman fifteen. You yes. gained fifteen pounds. Well, mm-hmm. this was not even the COVID fifteen. It was probably right. double or triple that, mm-hmm. as we've yeah, seen. Originally, they called it the COVID. 19, right? And then we went past 19. Mm-hmm. We, we way went past way 19. past 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I actually, interestingly enough, Deb, I haven't heard of the COVID-19, but that is mm-hmm. uh, that is something I'm going to take with me. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I had several people that have said, oh, I got to get rid of this COVID-19. And, and at first I was like, what? And then I realized they meant, yeah. And, and of course it was, we were stuck at home. We couldn't go out and you know, whether you were used to going to a gym or just going for walks and things like that. I mean, they wouldn't let us on the trail behind our house. It was, it was the weirdest thing, you know, they, and, and right darn, they, they patrolled it. Um, And so, and, and, you know, when you're stuck at home and especially if things aren't going well, you eat, 
And, you know, and, and, and you don't eat well, you know, that's the other thing, um, you know, and, and so it was just kind of natural that, that during COVID people put on one, two, 20, 30 extra pounds. Totally. And also too, I mean, not only the seclusion and, you know, the fact of not being able to do certain activities, but also too, I mean, I think it's fair to say, especially in the first six months or so, it was a very stressful time. Right. There was just a lot of unknowns. So we had stress eating. Totally. You had mm-hmm. stress to that. People want to cope and, you know, whether it's food or whether it's drugs, mm-hmm. alcohol, I mean, there's a lot of issues um, that have, you know, came up, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. of that. But um, thankfully, the good news is there's light at the end mm-hmm. of the tunnel, a lot of lighthouse analogies mm-hmm. today. Uh, but but ultimately, we um, are on the right path. Mm-hmm. And what we've seen is and what I what we've seen over the last 18 months, and what I hope to be true moving mm-hmm. forward. It's just a big wake-up call for people's mm-hmm. health because right. I think two things can be true. One, COVID was a real issue that affected mm-hmm. a lot of people mm-hmm. negatively. But the other issue to be that was also very true is it affected the people aside from elderly and the people mm-hmm. that had you know sacrificed mm-hmm. uh, immune systems. But it, it it affected the beast the worst, uh, mm-hmm. which you know people that need uh, like a wake-up call to mm-hmm. take care of themselves, to right. live a better you know mm-hmm. life and be healthier and eat mm-hmm. more nutritious food. Mm-hmm. So. What what we've seen over the last 18 months is our clientele across Mm -hmm. uh, North America has responded. Mm -hmm. And my hope is that as long as we continue to be the inspiration, to be the lighthouse, to be able to, you know, be the 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 light as we Mm -hmm. move forward, that trend will continue. Mm -hmm. Because at the time of this recording, it's very scary, Deb, which I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. Nearly 50%, nearly five zero percent of our population in in North America and specifically Mm -hmm. in the US is statistically Mm -hmm. obese. Right. And there's a lot of issues with that. Number Mm -hmm. one, um, just from the physicality the extra health mm-hmm. you know care costs that are involved and think about it and this is also why it affected people so badly is that when you're already you know have more weight on your body and mm-hmm. your organs your organs are having to work harder right. just to stay at a like equilibrium mm-hmm. so whether it's covid or whatever mm-hmm. comes in your way mm-hmm. it's more yeah, challenging a, for your a body cold i mean cold. it's just harder to get over a cold let alone something catastrophic Totally. And then the second aspect of play is the mental health. And this has been mm-hmm. the big buzzword over the last you know few years, but you know, and anxiety and pressure, mm-hmm. depression, big pharma. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's serious complications. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when people, you know, put on extra weight, they right. start feeling depressed and mm-hmm. uh it can be a cycle. So my my hope and my job, uh, along with my incredible team mm-hmm. of uh, you know, team here at our mm-hmm. headquarters in Southern California, in addition to our hundreds of franchise mm-hmm. partners throughout North America, is that we're on a mission serving our communities mm-hmm. and getting our health back in check. Right. You know, and you mentioned big pharma, you know, I, I think we've all seen a lot of the the things that have been coming out that, you know, there's the quick weight loss mm-hmm. and it, nothing is quick, you know, and, and we've all seen that, you know, even if it's just like you, you get the flu, right. And, and things are going through you pretty quickly. Um, and so you lose a lot of water weight and you think, wow, Hey, that was pretty cool. I lost five, 10 pounds. Well, it was water weight and you're going to gain it right back. And if anything, you might gain more. Um, mm-hmm. you want to, And so I think we always need to be careful about the quick fixes. It has got to be this thing, you know, as you said, where it, it you know, it's, it's for the rest of your life. Amen to that. And and that's what, you know, you're so correct, Deb. And earlier in the conversation, I talked about the long-term sustainability, mm-hmm. um, more than just 90 days mm-hmm. of quick fix. This is a lifestyle. And this is right. really my challenge to, to our audience and our, our you know, population, our country, mm-hmm. um, and even world, because, mm-hmm. you know, North America, I know you have a big international audience mm-hmm. as well. North America, we're guilty and probably mm-hmm. one of the worst, you know, I live countries. in the South. I <laughs> even worse than the Southeast and Midwest. Lots of, of 
we're very good fried foods. <laughs> totally. But even it's interesting, um, about uh, 13 years ago in 2010, I decided mm -hmm. to move to a little island in the south of Brazil mm -hmm. uh, for two years. I ended up meeting my mm -hmm. wife, a magical experience, ended mm -hmm. up learning a little language fluently. It was just mm -hmm. an incredibly enriching experience in my life. Um, and even Brazil, which is a, now mm -hmm. a developing country, mm -hmm. um, they're also you know feeling the effects of obesity, which right. if you take a look at it, though, mm -hmm. There's something to be gr uh, grateful for. This is actually a problem of abundance because the right. vast majority yeah, of when you're history, making more, then you mm -hmm. eat more. Mm -hmm. And for the vast majority of human history, when you talk about food and the challenges of food, it mm -hmm. was typically their lack thereof. Like mm -hmm. people, you had a right. higher probability mm -hmm. of dying from starvation. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you would have talked to populations a few hundred years ago and mm -hmm. you would communicate that we actually now have a problem with people overeating, right. moving less, mm -hmm. and that's causing issues. Mm -hmm. Five, like if someone 500 years ago was transported mm -hmm. today, they would think you're crazy. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. But so it's still a problem we need to work mm -hmm. with, but it's a problem of abundance. Mm -hmm. um, but it's also happening throughout the world as the mm -hmm. entire world continues to get wealthier. Right. So whether you're listening to this in North America mm -hmm. or in Europe or whatever the case may be, mm -hmm. there's a big call mm -hmm. to action. Take care of right. you. When you take care of you, when you fill your mm -hmm. cup first, then you have room to yes. your, your cup can overflow mm -hmm. and you can help and support right. your loved ones, your family, mm -hmm. your community. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. When you're healthier, you are better able to help those around you. Um, you know, and 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 it's interesting because along with that abundance has come the fact that you know we are no longer, for the most part, here an industrial society with going out and farming and and you know doing a lot of things like that. We sit our little heinies down in a chair for a good part of our day, right? And and I think it's you know it's it may even be worse after COVID because for so many people who are home based. You know, we get up, we sit, and you know, we might get up at lunch. You know, and and at least, excuse me, when we were in offices, you got up and toddled around the office a little bit. Um, it's funny. I have a new. Uh, it's not new anymore. I guess I can, can't call it new. It's about six years old. One of the the eye watches, mm -hmm. and um, and and it bless its little heart. See, I do live in the south. Um, bless its little every hour. It's a stand, stand, and of course, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but it really is trying to get, and it, and it wants me to get up for sixty seconds, sixty seconds, mm. and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the benchmark 60 mm -hmm. seconds uh -huh. but that just goes to show a lot about human nature mm -hmm. oh yeah you yeah. know and and it's funny because i've been doing a, a fundraiser for uh the this month um for the american cancer society and you walk your dog which is always very entertaining that they do this thing in in uh the summer especially here in the south but you were supposed to do 25 miles in 30 days. We hit ours, you know, several days ago. So yay, woohoo. Um, and of course we're continuing. Congrats. But you know, it, it's like, you know, it to to it sounds really funny because it's 25 miles in 30 days. So that's less than a mile a day. And many people who have absolutely nothing wrong with them, aside from hello, sheer laziness, go, Oh, I can't do that. You know, and to me, now I do have some issues. Um, and so it's one of the things is, you know, when I go up and down the stairs, things don't go, <laughs> right? You know? um, but just doing a mile, a mile and a half every day is, is so good for us. Um, you know, and, and, and of course the, the, the trick is, you know, as, as you know, it's not, let's do, you know, a mile to start with it's let's go to the end of the block and come back. Um, you know, and, and, uh, and then when I read other people's posts, I mean, there was somebody that posted today and said, well, I hit a hundred miles today. And I'm Oof. like, 
what do you do? Do you, you know, do you not work? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> uh, tr- that there's a lot of truth to that. That oh, takes yeah. that takes a lot of time, effort, mm-hmm. discipline. So right. hats right. off. But that is so true, Deb. And I'm going to go in a coaching moment here because mm-hmm. this because you know being in the industry for a long period of time, and this is also speaks to human nature. Mm-hmm. Somehow, human nature, we feel that we haven't worked out since high school, or maybe right. ever. We've eaten fast food seven mm-hmm. days a week, and then New Year's rolls around, mm-hmm. and we just feel we like. Make- all right. resolution, right? We're going to stop this, stop that, stop that. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all, and then start, we're going to go from cold mm-hmm. turkey, never working out to, mm-hmm. you know, trying to run three or four miles mm-hmm. a day or go to the gym mm-hmm. seven days a week. And that just doesn't happen. That, right. that that's short-term sustainable. Mm-hmm. And then a week or 10 days of that. And you're mm-hmm. like, okay, that's not you know, mm-hmm. sustainable. Right. So I to have your to point, have a Big Mac. <laughs> totally. And then all of a sudden the pendulum swings mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest piece of coaching advice, you know, is, is if you're listening to this and you know, you need to make a change mm-hmm. to your point, instead of thinking, I need to start working out seven days a week mm-hmm. tomorrow and do three hour workouts. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden never touch fast mm-hmm. food again. How about you do this? Let's invest and let's commit to three times a week Mm -hmm. going for a walk for 20 minutes. Like if we can do that, Mm -hmm. then after a month of that, you're Mm -hmm. like, okay, great. I can do four times Mm -hmm. a week and maybe walk for Mm -hmm. 25 minutes Mm -hmm. or up to 30 minutes. And you Mm -hmm. can just build, you know, consistency compounds. Mm -hmm. And I think that's Mm -hmm. a great message. And also too, a liberating message Mm -hmm. for your audience and our audience who knows they need to change, wants mm-hmm. to be a better version of themselves, but also feels overwhelmed, like, oh, mm-hmm. I can never do this. Right. And I'll, I'll finish the the story with the Anadola story. Mm-hmm. Uh, as much as I'm a fit guy, I'm mm-hmm. really proud of that. It also served me well from just a health mm-hmm. and mental perspective. Embarrassed to say, uh, flexibility is the weakest part of my fitness. Ah. I am not a flexible mm-hmm. guy. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to, quote mm-hmm. unquote, trying, or I've been putting my mm-hmm. mind to it for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I realized recently, you know what? And we got a sauna at my house, which which is really nice mm-hmm. recently. And I was like, there's no way all of a sudden I'm going to go from zero flexibility to mm-hmm. all of a sudden be the yogi doing handstands. Mm-hmm. That's probably just not going to happen mm-hmm. within a short period of time. But what I can do is I need to focus on one muscle area, which is my quads. Okay. So if I if I stretch my quads, because mm-hmm. I've been receiving some lower back pain, mm-hmm. I'm going to stretch them for seven minutes, three mm-hmm. times a week. Right. For two weeks. Mm-hmm. Then I got to eight minutes. Then mm-hmm. I got to nine minutes. Now at the end of the month, now I'm doing 10 minutes, mm-hmm. four times a week. Right. And, and when July hits, well, I'm going to start uh, stretching my calves. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's not like all of a sudden I went from no flexibility to mm-hmm. yoga doing handstands, but mm-hmm. what I can, I feel very confident already just in 30 short days, I've mm-hmm. seen a big improvement. My goal, Deb, is that over a six month and 12 month period, I'll, I'll be able to touch my toes and I'll mm-hmm. have some flexibility and remove my back pain and some lower body mm-hmm. pain. And I think that's just a great, you know, metaphor and analogy, right. which I want to you know share on today. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and it is so true that, you know, we have these aches, these pains, and I'm <clears throat> probably old enough to be your mother. Um, and you know, as we age, you, we, we really get to where, you know, we're not going to do that. Okay. So again, we're not wanting to be the yogi. We're wanting to be able to scratch our back or, or, you know, bend down and pick something up off the ground. And, and, um, you know, and, and so it's whatever age level you're at, whatever physical level you're at, you can, you can be doing these things. The key is, as we said, just don't overdo because when you overdo, you can cause all sorts of problems. I mean, you know, it's one thing to have your muscles hurt, but if you do something that causes injury, then then you're not going to be able to work out for a while, right? Um, you know, and, and so, but that's again where a coach helps because they're going to tell you, no, 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 you're not going to do this every day for a half an hour. You're going to do this every other day for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and, and so, and I think that's probably why so many people fail at it when they do this on their own, you know, whatever it is, you know, because yeah, they, they, they don't understand the goals. And so they set unreasonable goals. And we do that in business too. You know, we have this thing you're know, called a BHAG. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but yes, of course, the big, yeah. yes, the BHAGs. So the big, hairy, audacious, audacious goal. goal. And it's one thing to say, okay, you know, you've got you know several hundred locations. So it's one thing to say you want 500 locations in the next five years. That might be a BHAG. Um, but you're also going to keep in mind what we need to do to get there. And, you know, but, but if you were saying, okay, we want a thousand locations in a year, that's not doable. So then when you can't make it, you get, you know, all upset. Frustrated, throw your hands in the air and then you quit. And Deb, I'm so glad you brought this up. It's this concept, this analogy of learning and progressing and Mm -hmm. setting not BHAG goals. I I like to refer, or I like to to set the goals in our organization as stretch goals. Mm -hmm. They're realistic. They're realistic. A little much, but a a little 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 extra. Mm -hmm. Just to stretch you, just to Mm -hmm. push you. And, you know, we're talking about fitness, but, you know, I'm also a big business guy and this Mm -hmm. applies to, you know, business Mm -hmm. and relationships and life. And if you want to learn sales, Mm -hmm. if you want to learn marketing, if you want to learn accounting, I mean, Mm -hmm. this applies to every single modality in your Mm -hmm. life as taking a stepladder approach. And when you do that, when you focus on the Mm -hmm. long term and make it sustainable, Mm-hmm. Um, that's been a huge, huge secret sauce for me, right. which I want to impart on your audience mm-hmm. today. Right. You know, and it's so important to actually have those goals. I mean, that's the other thing is people are like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to work out. I'm, you know, all those various things. Well, it's kind of like getting in your car and saying, Siri, take me somewhere. now siri might have fun with that who knows i think that she she really does have a good time getting me lost but um you know you you have to have goals in order to know if if you're getting there and if you know and and did you meet those goals um because then you go back okay if we didn't meet it why if we met it sooner than we thought why maybe it wasn't enough of a stretch as you were saying um you know so it's just, it's so important to have those goals but again have them be realistic goals folks Amen to that. Amen. Deb, you are just a pleasure. I'm just really enjoying this We're having so much fun. I love not, it. I love it. Not, not only from the content, not only the knowledge bombs, mm-hmm. the fitness, the business, but also just to your point, having fun, some laughs mm-hmm. in the process. So right. appreciate you. You know, and, and let's be honest, that's the way we should be with our business. Now, you know, there are things we don't like, right? You know, I tell people, I don't like to invoice. Now I need to invoice. <laughs> but so there are things that we do that we don't like. Um, but you know, I I feel really bad when people do things. You know, they've they've got their business. You know, or they're an employee, and they just hate what they're doing. Um, you know, I I mentioned in the the pre program that I'm um, from uh, originally from Colorado, right? And two weeks ago, the Denver Nuggets did the thing. The Denver Nuggets won the NBA they championship. Won. They won. Yay! This is so embarrassing. I used to be such a sports they did. fan. They won, and so... that was the first Congrats. time ever. Ever. They had never they never even made it to the finals of obviously, Ooh. let alone win. Um, and so they're the big primary player, big dude, great, great big dude. Um, his first name is Nikola and it's Djokovic, I think. Djokovic, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. So he's Serbian, so I can't say yep. it right. But I remember afterwards, people now, one of the things that I loved about him through the whole thing, I mean, he's a superstar. He is a true superstar, but he is one of the most humble superstars. He people would say, "Oh my God, you had this fantastic game. You had your, you know, 89th triple double or whatever." And he would say, "No, it's the other players. You know, it's it's because of that." And and so he always was deflecting that. And and um, but he did acknowledge that he was the leader. But 
it was everybody else around him. But right after, you know, the champagne's going and all this stuff. And, and somebody said something to him about, you know, playing and doing all of that. And he said, it's a job. And I felt bad because I thought, you know, oh my gosh, this man just reached the pinnacle of his sport. And he went, it's a job. You know, and, and, and I did, you know, it was, and, and I'm not sure now he has changed a bit since then, because one of the other things that was so funny, they said, now there's going to be a big parade and he went, Oh, but I have to be in Serbia. I'm doing something over there with all of this stuff. Well, he liked the parade and what he said about the parade, we can't repeat uh, because he used lots of really colorful language, but he wanted it to go on, (laughs) Um, but he didn't, I don't think he understood the concept of it, but, but yeah, I think that's, such a bad thing. And that comes back to coaching and mentoring and all of those things. When we're just thinking it's a job. Now, there are times where we have to have just the job. You know, we need to make the money. We need to pay the bills. Um, but, you know, we we need to have that passion and that that laughter and that fun with it, or it really is just the job. Ooh, amen to that. I told you I'd go squirrel on occasion. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But that's why, you know, I it served me so well mm-hmm. in my career is finding something that I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. that it's more of a mission-based right. calling mm-hmm. than it is just punching a time clock. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for me, when I look back, you know, taking responsibility mm-hmm. that creates meaning mm-hmm. in life and doing something that mm-hmm. you really believe in and passion, mm-hmm. passionate about, and far more than just mm-hmm. woo-woo, oh, you got to be passionate. Mm-hmm. No, like life is challenging. Mm-hmm. Things are are tough. And when you have a passion, you're you're able to mm-hmm. overcome the dark days, you're able mm-hmm. to push through, and you're also able to find levity, you know, mm-hmm. in the tough times and right. you know, be have a be more of an enjoyable mm-hmm. experience, even when things get tough. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and one of the things that that is good about a franchise is that you have support, you have guidance, you know, and and obviously each one is very different as to how much oversight they provide, um, you know, and and other things. But you also kind of have those built-in coaches. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, such a great question. And when I joined uh, the Fit Body Bootcamp family and franchise, I joined as a franchise partner. And mm-hmm. you know, pre- as we talked about earlier, and I'll just give you some anecdotal experience. Mm-hmm. The reason I did is I went through that you know transformative mm-hmm. um, experience with my own fitness. Mm-hmm. I also, because of my fitness, uh, you know, uh, changing, I became a very strong and talented salesperson. So I learned mm-hmm. that skill. Right. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know how to market. I didn't know mm-hmm. how to run fulfillment. I didn't know how to mm-hmm. run operations in HR mm-hmm. because when I was working for my sales gig. You didn't have to do career. that. No, mm-hmm. the phone would ring and my job mm-hmm. was to take that phone mm-hmm. call and make them a client. But then when you're the business owner, mm-hmm. your job is certainly to, to uh, take the phone, mm-hmm. uh, pick up the phone and convert that client. Mm-hmm. But your also job is to make the phone ring, then fulfill, mm-hmm. then do the whole business operation. Mm-hmm. So I really was attracted to the kind of mindset that mm-hmm. you're in business for yourself, but not right. by yourself from mm-hmm. a coaching and, and guidance perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was, you know, for me really big in the process, mm-hmm. but then to take that even a step further, one mm-hmm. of the things that I noticed, and, you know, we have a very strong founder uh, mm-hmm. who's very, very well known in the fitness industry. His name's mm-hmm. Bedros Kuhlian, who's, you know, a dear friend and mentor of mine and also business partner. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that, you know, 
he leaned on me and why he brought me into the brand in 2018 at the at the franchise or level mm-hmm. is because I had that boots on the ground experience, the mm-hmm. operational experience of being in the trenches for mm-hmm. six years. And we had a strong operations and finance team. But what I, one thing I noticed was we didn't have business coaches that had fit body experience. And some had entrepreneur experience mm-hmm. and whatnot. And but mm-hmm. I think actually it's a it's a point of differentiation because this is actually not co- or, or very common throughout mm-hmm. the franchising space where they have a business blueprint and whatnot, but the coaches, if you will, don't mm-hmm. don't have actual experience operating that uh, right. particular modality. So I turned to our founder um, at the time and I said, "Hey, Bedros, who better to coach our owners than our most successful franchise partners who are owners themselves?" And that mm-hmm. was the birth of, the, of our coaching and profitability team. And ah. we've went on a unique model where mm-hmm. we've recruited then you know six uh, of our most successful franchise partners as owners of their own locations. Mm-hmm. But now they're on on the headquarters team to be able to provide coaching mm-hmm. and guidance uh, to our franchise partners. And mm-hmm. of course, new franchise partners need the most guidance and help. Just mm-hmm. like, you know, when you're a baby, you need to right. be, you know, taken mm-hmm. care of by your parents, but mm-hmm. then you can start to crawl and then you can mm-hmm. start to walk and you still need your parent there to be able to like, be that mm-hmm. guide. But, you know, the relationship changes a little bit. And I think that's what we found a really, really sweet spot, you know, mm-hmm. from a coaching perspective to enable our franchise partners to be super, super successful mm-hmm. because our business coaches, to your point earlier, have that, you know, institutional mm-hmm. knowledge of being owners within our brand. Right. So it's worked out really well. Mm-hmm. So are there tips that people who are independent business people, are there things that they can learn from on um, from franchises? Ooh, that's a great question. I think, you know, in the coaching realm, because as a, a quote unquote client back mm-hmm. in early 2007, a fitness client, if you will, I looked for my first fitness coach. Mm-hmm. Then I found uh, a business coach in this form mm-hmm. of our founder, but also to the brand. Mm-hmm. I think for me, coaching is really important. So whether you're not, whether you're in or outside of a franchise, it's really important still to find a guide. And mm-hmm. we talked a little bit about earlier, um, you know, finding a guide that has been where you want to mm-hmm. go, um, has been to that destination. Mm-hmm. And for me, I use the language framework. So mm-hmm. um, my wife, for example, I moved to Brazil, as I shared with you, and she mm-hmm. speaks fluent English, but she also, mm-hmm. her first language is Brazilian Portuguese. Ah, and Deb, mm-hmm. if you or your audience are trying to learn Brazilian Portuguese, mm-hmm. it's probably a really, really, really good idea mm-hmm. for you to consult her because that's her native language. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's what her expertise is. Mm-hmm. But if you were to ask her, hey, can you teach me Mandarin Chinese? Mm-hmm. As much as I love my wife, she's beautiful. Right. She's knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. She's bilingual. She's going to tell you no. Mm-hmm. It's probably not a good idea mm-hmm. to consult her for Mandarin mm-hmm. Chinese because she doesn't speak it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good lesson you mm-hmm. know, for any entrepreneurs listening right. to this. Coaching is very valuable. Mm-hmm. And if you can find someone who's been where you want to go, mm-hmm. that is super valuable. Mm-hmm. But also beware of the potholes. Um, you wouldn't ask my wife to learn Mandarin Chinese mm-hmm. because that would make no sense. Right. Just like you shouldn't ask, mm-hmm. and when I say you, meaning your audience, mm-hmm. you know, someone for business or coaching advice who hasn't gone where you want to go. Mm-hmm. And what I've seen many times, especially young entrepreneurs right. in our in our model, mm-hmm. you know, they'll one latch on to the support of our model, mm-hmm. but then they'll also, you know, want to gain some expertise of family or friends. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, great people mm-hmm. who have the best intentions, but mm-hmm. sometimes their parents or spouses or, you know, mm-hmm. right. uncle. They whatnot, haven't been there. Mm-hmm. They haven't been there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they get business and business advice mm-hmm. from their family or friends mm-hmm. that haven't been there. Mm-hmm. And that could also be a recipe for disaster. So I think it's really important that um, one, uh, that you look mm-hmm. for and you continue to expand your network, that you go, you listen to awesome shows mm-hmm. like this and podcasts that are going to inspire you, uh, that will tap you into mm-hmm. different build, business skill sets. You go to, you know, live person events mm-hmm. and, and really connect and network and build your network because mm-hmm. that's really important. And then you also look for coaches that can mm-hmm. guide you 
in this specific area. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get a general business coach's example. Right. Say you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I'm really strong in sales. I'm really mm-hmm. strong in marketing, but operations, mm-hmm. I just don't have my right. handle on. Mm-hmm. Then go find mm-hmm. someone who has operational experience, mm-hmm. who's an expert, right. and you can get very niche mm-hmm. to bring that person in. And maybe you don't work that person forever. Maybe they mm-hmm. help you build out your systems mm-hmm. and your operations and your, and your business. And then you can continue to work with mm-hmm. them, maybe loosely long-term. So I think there's a lot of different ways you can look mm-hmm. at it. But for me, that would be a really strong piece of recommendation mm-hmm. is humble yourself, have a white men, belt, uh, belt mentality. Mm-hmm. Take a, uh, also a good inventory of what you're strong at, what you're weak mm-hmm. at, and then go find guides or coaches mm-hmm. or resources that can help you shore up those mm-hmm. weaknesses. Right. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because, you know, we've, I've been doing this a long time and I've, you know, and, and I've talked to a lot of business people and one of the bad things about when somebody decides they're going to be an entrepreneur and start their own business is they think they have to know it all and do it all. Um, you know, delegating is one of the hardest things for them. But the the most the, one of the hardest things really is for them to admit that they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. That's one of the the, the things. But they also, you know, I, I tell people, you know, if you're not a tax attorney. You're not going to know how to set up your taxes. You're not going to know how to, you know, to, to, you need a business law, all of those various things. And so we talk about that a lot on this program is you absolutely have to build those teams. But I think we also try and, and, and think we don't need a coach because that's going to show that we're weak. And of course, Mm. the opposite is what's true. You know, you are, you're making a commitment to bettering things when you get a coach or coaches. Ooh. This is amazing. I'm going to tell you a little story. Hey, for so Friday, think, we're just going good. <laughs> let's go. Well, it's so true. And I think it comes down to human nature. I think it comes down to the vulnerability and no one wants to be vulnerable, right? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a tough spot to be in, but that's actually where true strength is. And you mentioned earlier in the conversation, and I was more speaking more to the fitness perspective, but you also said, even like, you know, for someone, you know, drinking alcohol for me, I'm a recovering alcoholic. And, you know, I knew in my heart of hearts, I stopped drinking about six and a half years ago at the end of. 2016. Um, one of the best decisions of my life. And I'm so mm-hmm. grateful for um, the decision, but also to your point, the support of a 12 step, uh, right. uh, 12 step mm-hmm. group. And I remember Deb, I mean, you went through a very challenging, very dark time, not only for me, but also of uh, uh, someone in my family who it, this mm-hmm. disease also affected. Mm-hmm. And I was just like in turmoil. Right. Mm-hmm. And I had like pride, I believe mm-hmm. um, when I look back in hindsight that I mm-hmm. just couldn't ask for help. Right. But eventually the situation got too great and mm-hmm. I had a deep look in the mirror and I realized, you know, I could try to be the champion mm-hmm. um, and try to carry all this weight, but I know mm-hmm. that's a lot, not long-term sustainable, mm-hmm. or I can swallow my pride, take a white melt mm-hmm. mentality, humble myself and mm-hmm. be vulnerable and put my hand up and ask for help. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, um, it changed my life. I mm-hmm. was able to get the support of people right. who, a mentor and a team mm-hmm. of mentors who have been where I want to go, mm-hmm. who have years, decades, mm-hmm. multiple decades of sobriety, right. and they've guided me along that path. But to mm-hmm. your point to kind of bring this full circle, it started and it wasn't always like this at all, uh, mm-hmm. being, you know, very candid with you, but it started with, you know, having that surrender white mm-hmm. belt mentality, being vulnerable to ask mm-hmm. for help. And that's another great message mm-hmm. that I just want to reinforce right. that a lot of entrepreneurs need to do, especially mm-hmm. in areas that they're not overly mm-hmm. competent in. Right. Well, and find what works for you, you know, uh, along those same lines, for some people, a 12 step is just not going to work, you know, and, and so they need something else. And, and so the key is to find what works for you. Now, you, 
it, you can't just go from, you know, from thing to thing to thing, you know, and, and it's like we said, there are no quick fixes, you know, nobody's going to wave the magic wand and go, poof, you know, you, you, you know, we're, you're all better, but you know, it is, it, you need to find what is going to work for you. And, and same thing with business. I mean, you know, I think, you know, we, and, and we can have great friends and we do that give business advice. And, and you kind of mentioned that, you know, but they're not the people who are giving you the right business advice. Amen to that. And the, the thought that comes to my mind, I, I love my mother dealer. She's given me mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. guidance in, you know, interpersonal relationships mm-hmm. and communication, you know, just how to lead a strong mm-hmm. life. Um, so, so grateful for mm-hmm. that. Um, she's also uh, given me business advice and she's oh. not overly strong at business. So I've mm-hmm. had to realize and and have to have, uh, have an mm-hmm. understanding that, hey, mom, I love you mm-hmm. for all the amazing person mm-hmm. you are and what you've taught me in this area. But for this business advice, I'm going to look elsewhere, and that's no fault to right. you. And that's just per- and sometimes a it's just a matter of saying thank you so much. I truly appreciate your support, and then you go on, and right? Then you move on, mm-hmm. and then right. you move on, right? You know, and it is, it's, it's, it is so interesting. You, you do have to, it, like with all of it, you have to reach that stage where you're ready to accept it. Um, you know, I've been in business myself for over 20 years, and only recently, within a little over a year, got a business coach. Um, and, and I joined, it's actually, um, you know, as someone that I met through C-suite network and it's this wonderful woman, Kathleen Caldwell. And, and I became part of what, what she calls the women's success accelerator. See, it's as hard to say as your business. Um, <laughs> and, you know, she just a wonderful program and, and all of this. And, and, but I remember one of the times and, and she knows my history, you know, she's, she's, she is also a friend and, we were zooming one time and and we were talking about LinkedIn. That was, you know, what we were discussing. And and I was going to be the LinkedIn guru and blah, you know, all that stuff. And she said, well, that's great. We can do that. But, and then she wagged her finger at me. Um, and, and she said, you haven't gone through everything you have gone through without using it to help others. And what she meant in that was in 2015, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And if it could go wrong, it did. <laughs> you know, it was just kind of one of those things. Um, and so her point was that we needed, you know, I needed to use what I had gone through to help others. And so we've actually set up a whole new mission, vision, you know, all of those things. But one of the biggest things that I learned out of all of it was I could not do it alone. Um, you know, I, I do marketing and branding for business. That's what people pay me to do. But I knew that if I was going to do my own website and my own branding, it was never going to get done. I just would put it off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I hired it done and I didn't hire it done from somebody that it was going to be cheap because that was the other thing. If I was going to commit to it, I needed to commit enough that I would think, ouch. And, you know, and, and, and that, you know, that comes back to, you know, a lot of this, if it's, if it's easy, then it's also easy to stop doing it. Um, you know, and, and so we did, we launched this initiative and, and it's been great. And, and, you know, hopefully we're helping a lot of people, but, yeah, I had I had to be at that point where when she wagged her finger at me, I paid attention to her, um, you know, and, and I think that's, you know, that's what what all of this is about. We have to be to that point where we're ready to say, teach me. Amen. Well, there's a few things that soar my mind to your point. There's a famous adage, 
when the student is ready, the master appears, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is so, so valuable. Mm-hmm. The other thing about coaching that I just learned and picked up, you know, what really mm-hmm. resonated with you said was having a pair of outside unemotional eyes. Mm-hmm. Cause let's right. face it, we're emotional beings. Mm-hmm. So we get emotional mm-hmm. about ourselves, our own lives, our businesses, and that's just part of human nature. So having that outside sounding mm-hmm. board. And the last thing that you said to me, Deb, that just really, really resonated about, you know, feeling the pinch or the pain mm-hmm. of making a bigger investment mm-hmm. than you probably wanted to. Uh, something I learned along the way is people who pay, they pay attention. And right. mm-hmm. there's something magical about making mm-hmm. an investment mm-hmm. that you, of course, research and calculate. Mm-hmm. But when you make that investment, you create an energy mm-hmm. cha- change and right. transfer. And chances are it will increase the probability mm-hmm. that you stay committed and right. you get the desired result. Right. You know, and and that, I think, is one of the important things with a franchise. And I'm not going to ask you numbers. And I'm, I'm really not going to ask you numbers because those change. You know, and, and our content has to be evergreen. But clearly somebody who wants to become part of Fit Body Boot Camp they don't go into it for free. You know, it, they're going, as you said, you know, you had scraped together every bit of savings that you had. And so, you know, kind of walk us through this process. You know, how, yeah, how do you help people along their entrepreneurial path? Oh, that's incredible. And I'll be happy to divulge. I can't actually share just the Federal Trade Commission right. mm-hmm. limits what I can share in terms of projected franchise partner mm-hmm. earnings, mm-hmm. if you will, but right. I'm happy to share any investment mm-hmm. costs. But, you know, typically speaking, um, you know, our brick and mortar business, mm-hmm. you know, for in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. is a very attractive investment mm-hmm. to, you know, get a business off the ground, mm-hmm. specifically in the fitness industry, because we have functional equipment. So right. we don't have, we're not a big box. We don't have mm-hmm. a ton of rent mm-hmm. um, in our modality. We also mm-hmm. don't have big machines and equipment. Mm-hmm. We take Right. We have things like kettlebells and dumbbells mm-hmm. and battling rope, all functional mm-hmm. in nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because of that, the investment you know is very, very uh, mm-hmm. attractive and reasonable for a brick and mortar location. Um, typically speaking, when someone enters the, I guess, discovery process, they put an expressor of interest, which is really mm-hmm. an application. So that way we can learn more about them, mm-hmm. what their goals are, make sure they qual- qualify um, you know, a variety of checkpoints. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they get assigned to one of our business advisors to kind of mm-hmm. walk them through the process. So as mm-hmm. you would imagine, um, making a business to you know invest, you know, seven-year commitment, mm-hmm. um, you know, isn't something that people do, you know, very right. quickly. So mm-hmm. they take a little time. They don't do, do that their... with their marriages. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. So, you know, it's a good thing that, you know, mm-hmm. you provide some diligence right. and space mm-hmm. there. So there's a process and usually takes anywhere from two to four months um, mm-hmm. when someone first put their expressive interest mm-hmm. to kind of go through the process to make sure all the checkpoints and we vet each other out, make mm-hmm. make sure it's a good fit for the franchise mm-hmm. partner. It's a good fit for us. And then if it, assuming that it is, um, then their last point of the application is to get on a conversation with me, a Zoom like we're just having mm-hmm. right now, just to make sure I can set the expectations mm-hmm. and the vision and right. you know do, do, do a little checking there. Mm-hmm. And then from there, if if it's a, a mutual fit and both of us are a green light, then there's a, a buy-in that we're, that um, the fr- new franchise partner pays our headquarters that mm-hmm. reserves the territory, uh, creates all the websites and mm-hmm. all the digital assets, the marketing programs right. to kind of get your business off the ground and also um, provide the onboarding training, which we call mm-hmm. on-site experience, which is a four-day uh, mm-hmm. interactive training. So that typical process, once they're awarded a franchise, um, you know, it typically takes anywhere from six to nine months. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors at play. Uh, but the nice thing is we've done this hundreds of times mm-hmm. over the last decade, and uh, we're very proud to have announced and, and created a system last year in 2022 called the 100-member guarantee. And what mm-hmm. that means is we guarantee that all our new franchise partners from day one mm-hmm. uh, will have uh, will open their doors at their grand opening with 100 paying members. Um, wow. Or we'll run their marketing until we do. Mm-hmm. And we've done this so many times mm-hmm. that uh, we're really good at that. Mm-hmm. And because of that, uh, we've been able to impact a lot of people, mm-hmm. change a lot of lives, mm-hmm. and add a lot of value to our franchise partners across the board. Right. 
you know, and, and I'm imagining that there's, you know, because this is a fairly lengthy process, there's a lot of due diligence that's done, not just with the people, but, you know, with locations too. I mean, you don't see McDonald's building across the street from McDonald's. Now you might see them obviously building across the street from Wendy's, but, um, but yeah, you know, there's, you, you, you're not going to have a gym right across the street from another gym um, usually, you know, and, and so, or more importantly, you're not going to have two of the same type of gyms close together. I mean, you know, Correct. you might be Within across the street from, yeah. So you, you don't want your, your own brand competing against, you know, and, and so, you know, you, Correct. you know, all of that. And, you know, it, it really is. And, and that's where I think so many times when people are trying to do it on their own, they don't look at those things, you know, they might go, Hey, that's a cool building and it's for rent. <laughs> you know? And they don't really look to realize what's nearby you know, and and just all the things that you've learned through trial and error. What's the oh, yeah. access to it? I mean, all of those various things. Um, you know, and and so I love that it's it's not a quick process, and somebody really is making the commitment, as you said, that that they're going to go through it. Um, do you find that most of them were members before and went, "Oh, hey, this is some, this is so cool. I want to do this." That is interesting that you bring that up. So we have many actually franchise partners that mm-hmm. have been members of our uh-huh. locations and it happened organically through the years, just mm-hmm. from the success of our locations mm-hmm. and then being able to provide an awesome culture mm-hmm. and environment. Also uh, community and relationships mm-hmm. is a really strong foundation for our mm-hmm. program as well. In addition to, we we like to say our tagline is we give our clients twice the result in half the time. And mm-hmm. we say that because we do 30 minute sessions, which mm-hmm. yeah, 30 minutes uh, for a workout is incredible. Don't mm-hmm. let that fool you. You, it's a challenging workout at that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but, you're not um, just going with, oh, it's a dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're moving, um, mm-hmm. you know, throughout that whole time. So I think that's really, you know, in, important to, to note as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that all said, Deb, as we were just kind of engaging, I for- forgot the root of your question. Remind me and I'll finish it off for us. Um, that you do all of this due diligence. And so you know that, yeah, people, they are truly committed to, to being part of this. Oh, but, but I had asked, you know, how many people were members before they, um, yeah. You know, that was the follow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the follow mm-hmm. question. So it happened organically, just for mm-hmm. all the reasons that I just discussed. Mm-hmm. But then last year, we we're looking at the data, mm-hmm. and we're like, "This is really interesting." We've had dozens and dozens of clients who've experienced the the program, wanting to open their own location. Mm-hmm. So now, this past year, the last twelve months, we've put a couple different, very specific marketing initiatives mm-hmm. at play, including we have a July seventh Discovery Day mm-hmm. uh, that we've mailed out to all of our mm-hmm. you know members uh, brand wide for those who are interested in opening their own locations. Mm-hmm. And in the grand scheme of things, we have tens of thousands of clients, right. nearly a hundred thousand across mm-hmm. the board. So in the grand scheme of things, it's a small percentage, mm-hmm. but it, it's been able to produce, you know, awesome franchise mm-hmm. partners because they already have a trusted organization. Mm-hmm. They know the culture, they know mm-hmm. the expectation of the val- our values. Uh, so from that perspective, mm-hmm. those uh, owners who join our brand, that process is much less just mm-hmm. because they already have the no like, and tr- trust mm-hmm. factor within our brand already established. But that's really interesting that you bring that up because that's just a very new specific mm-hmm. initiative that we've right. organically had success with. Mm-hmm. Now we're making a proactive right. initiative this past 12 months. Well, and I'm guessing that you probably will find if you haven't already uh, other people, really, I can do that. It had never entered their minds that, you know, they, they may have known it was a franchise, you know, maybe you, you'd hope so. Um, but, but they might have thought it was a standalone business, you know, and, and, and so then when they, oh, I could do this myself, um, you know, that's where, and, and that's where then when they have seen it and enjoyed it and all of those things, then they know I can replicate this, you know, because they're not going to say, oh, I want to do something I hate. (laughs) 
Totally. Mm-hmm. But you are a marketing mind. I can certainly see that already. But it, to your point, mm-hmm. and what you said was, you know, sometimes they don't even know, can they even do this? Mm-hmm. So to your point, while we say, and this is a great uh, message in terms mm-hmm. of, or lesson in terms of marketing, uh, even, even though we have the same product mm-hmm. and service, the marketing messages, it can be very different. Right. And what I mean by that mm-hmm. is when we're attacking our marketing channels, specifically mm-hmm. looking for entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. people with a business mindset, we can be a bit more direct. Hey, this mm-hmm. is our business model. This is the opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, and then give them straight right. facts and a kind of guide them mm-hmm. the process there. But in the Senate situation that you just presented, mm-hmm. the same product and service, the outcome is mm-hmm. the same, but the messaging is very different. It's not mm-hmm. as direct, but it's, yeah, have you hey, ever have you ever considered? About, mm-hmm, have mm-hmm, you ever considered? So mm-hmm. we are speaking the same language. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and it's funny because I think it is something that people, you know, they know, well, hey, I could own a McDonald's new, you know, um, but, I, you know, I, there are so many other things that I, I think you know, if it, or they maybe maybe people don't know that McDonald's are franchises. They think you know they're all a company, and technically they are all a company. But you know, every one is independently owned and operated. Um, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that because I think McDonald's also has they, ones that are McDonald's. But you get what corporate. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's corporate, and then there's um, but but usually the corporate ones are ones that they've taken over. You know, it, it had an issue or something, and and um, so they they did that. But but yeah, I think so many times people never even realize that the opportunity is there. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> ah, there you go. Well, when we didn't you know, very candidly, Deb, mm-hmm. we didn't do a good job of of communicating that mm-hmm. opportunity directly. Also, with the messaging that we just referred mm-hmm. to, you know, a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we've kind of had that realization. That was mm-hmm. a big learning lesson for us. And even this year, we've uh, we're shooting this. What is it? The the third week of June or fourth mm-hmm. week of June? We've awarded five um, locations to or new territories mm-hmm. to um, clients within our brand that were just nice. inspired. And mm-hmm. we have a few others in the hopper. So our mm-hmm. goal this year is to award fifteen locations mm-hmm. to. Um, clients within mm-hmm. uh, Fit Body Bootcamp brand, mm-hmm. and that way they can go out and their first transformation is their fitness transformation, mm-hmm. similar to me actually, mm-hmm. and their second transformation right. is the business opportunity mm-hmm. transformation. Right. Well, oh my gosh, we only have a couple minutes left. So, if somebody is interested, you know, tell us more about that. How do they find you, and what is part of that process? Well, thank you so much, Deb. Um, first and foremost, I have a podcast called the Fitness CEO Podcast, and we talk about health and fitness. But a lot of the, the concepts is talk about mindset and personal mm-hmm. growth, and mm-hmm. you know different business aspects. So, Fitness CEO uh, would be a great way you can find okay. me uh, from you know from a podcast perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that way, I can continue to add value. Great. Uh, the other way, um, two other spots would be our website, FitBodyBootCamp.com. That's mm-hmm. FitBodyBootCamp.com, which mm-hmm. has all the information more geared towards our uh, global clientele. But there mm-hmm. also is a section on the franchise partner opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, uh, from a social media perspective, would love to connect with you and mm-hmm. stay in touch with you and your audience. You can find me at all the major platforms mm-hmm. from Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn at Real Bryce Henson, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson. So that's where you can find <laughs> me, Deb. I love it. Well, you know, this has been so much fun. And I think it's something that so many people, you know, they they want to be a business owner. They want to be an entrepreneur, but they don't want a lot of the hassles that go along with it. And so, you know, owning a franchise is kind of that that perfect midway point for them. Yeah, it's a great hybrid option. And, you know, I'm a fanatical fan just because I love what we do. I love mm-hmm. the industry that we're in. And it certainly, you know, uh, worked well with me mm-hmm. and my family. My brother opened, you know, mm-hmm. a location. He's been one of our most successful owners. So it's a great opportunity, mm-hmm. again, uh, to be in business mm-hmm. for yourself, uh, but not by yourself. Right. I love it. Well, again, tell us how people find you. 
Fitness CEO is the podcast. And uh, again, real Bryce sense in all my social media. So that is where you can find me. And I'm more than happy to stay connected and uh, continue to add value from a content perspective. Perfect. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave us with? Deb, this conversation has been so amazing. Um, I'm going to leave you with the final thought and tagline, which I always say in my podcast. And I say with love because I want you and your audience to continue to win. And my tagline, my final message is no one is coming to save you. You must save yourself. And my friend, the time is now. So that is my final message, Deb. I really appreciate you. And uh, this has been a joy. This has been so much fun. And we have to do it again because we did. We had so much fun. And I hope that people learn from it. So that's that's the important thing. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having so much fun having this conversation with Bryce Henson, the CEO of Fit Body Boot Camp. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.